0: Welcome to the Season of Living Mamas podcast. I am super excited. I have Corey Stevens on with me of the Whole Mama Project. And um, I'm going to kind of kick it off to Corey right away and have her introduce um, the Whole Mama Project and tell us a little bit more about um, the kind of group and organization that she got started.
1: Hey, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Yeah, I love talking about the Whole Mama Project, it's really a passion project of mine and started really out of my own experience I'm a mama of two boys uh, who are now two and five which is blowing my mind Um, and I really found through both uh, postpartum periods really needing like extended support we get a lot of support in those first couple of weeks after we're home with baby but like nothing that goes beyond that and not a lot that really focuses on like the internal spiritual emotional identity changes that we go through as we become mothers and so I created the whole mama project really as a way to build community for myself and also to witness other moms who are going through the same thing Um, and uh, that was about a year and a half ago that I launched that and it's really just evolved since we have a really amazing virtual membership that a lot of moms participate in Um, and then also offer some in-person circles and gatherings just to really hold space for all of the changes that moms are going through for themselves and to kind of actually limit the conversation around parenting and what our kids are doing and focus our attention inward on what's happening for us.
0: Oh, I love that. And, um, I, that one I think is, can be tricky, especially cause when we get together often, like a default is just like, Oh, how are your kids? What are your kids up to? Mm-hmm. And I've heard so many, I've coached, um, middle school basketball for years. And so many of the moms, when they would get together, that was like the staple of their conversation is uh-huh. kids. And then sometimes like the, you know, there's always the mom who might not fit in with the group, you know, who is off by herself doing her own thing. You know, it was just an interesting dynamic to witness but maybe if they would have had like that connection point of like, what else can we talk about? And having something a little deeper to root into, I think that's so key. And, you know, having other moms, I think what happens, because I've been to one of your circles and just maybe, you know, exploring those questions. Cause I think sometimes we don't always know what to ask other moms.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so true. Yeah. There's so many default conversations we can fall into, but what we're really trying to ask is like, are you okay? And can I tell you about everything that's going on for me right now? We're just trying to like feel out when is the right moment to share that, you know? Um, And I think that's the thing I hear all the time. And what um, so many of the moms who participate in my membership program is that they're just looking for deep friendship. Mm. And there's this way that we create mom friends right now in society doesn't necessarily lean towards a deep friendship. It's very surface level. It's Um, you know, around specific things, but we don't get to that, like, deep sisterhood level of connection. Yes.
0: Yeah. I was, um, talking to a client actually this morning, kind of about that. She had complimented another mom when at drop off and she was like, Oh, you seem like you have it really together. Like this week, you know, everything's going great. And the mom was like, Oh my gosh, thank you for saying that. Like I sent my daughter to school today with an apple and a string cheese. She's like, I totally don't have it together. And so like, she was just like, so grateful. And then from there they just kind of chatted like, Oh, now we can go deeper. Like you kind of broke the ice and then they just got to know each other. And so like, sometimes it starts from just a simple compliment and then, yeah. you know, if the other person's willing to go there. They're like, well, oh, thank you. But here's what's really happening. And that helped my <laughs> client because my clients, oh gosh, the same things happened to me. You know, just kind of like, yes, let's just, let's be real. Let's say what's yeah. really on our minds and going on. Um, so Definitely. I kind of want to know a little bit more about your backstory and your personal journey with kind of losing yourself to coming back home to yourself, um, as mm-hmm. you say, and, what that journey looks like for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's one that like is just a constant (laughs) process too, but I think for sure. So before I even got pregnant, I am also a birth doula. So I was attending births and seeing these incredible moments when women were becoming mothers and you know, I was like one of those people who was like, I just can't wait to feel what labor feels like, <laughs> you know, kind of like a weirdo. <laughs> um, and so when I got pregnant, I was so excited because I could go to prenatal yoga and I did acupuncture and I was seeing midwives and I was like doing everything perfectly, right? You know, like everything I was supposed to be doing to have a natural birth and this like amazing euphoric experience. And um my late pregnancy was actually not great. I ended up with pubic synthesis. And so it's like the pubic bones clicking together, which was terribly painful. Uh, And then ended up after many hours of labor thinking I was doing everything right, ended up with a C-section because my son was coming out butt first. And so through that whole birthing process, it was like my whole world was shaken up. And it was Just, you know, and everyone tells you this when you're pregnant and having babies that, like, you just can't expect anything. What's going to happen is going to happen. You can have a plan, but the plan's probably not going to work. And I knew that was true, but yet this experience really shook me up. And so, for a while, postpartum, I was really just grieving the experience that I didn't get to have. And it was hard to actually have that conversation with people. And then I was constantly reflecting on like, well, what does that mean about me and which group do I fit in with now that like I wanted a natural birth, but I ended up with a C-section um, and, you know, all of the things that follow after that and having trouble nursing and just all the things that you deal with as a first time mom. And then, you know, having the expectation that I would just go back to work at three months and everything would be just as it was, and I could just move back into that, and, um, you know, obviously, that didn't happen, (laughs) and so I always think back to this moment, it was, like, right after I went back to work, and I came home, and my son was, like, three, four months, so he was kind of, like, rolling around a little bit, and him and my husband were having the best time, like, they were laughing, they were having so much fun, and I literally was having this outer body experience of, like, watching them having so much fun being like half pissed that they were able to have so much fun and then half like what is wrong with me and I just ended up breaking down in that room um and they were laughing and having fun and I'm like over like in the corner having a moment to myself and I'm like this is insane like what is happening um And it was really apparent in my body. Like I couldn't make sense of why all of that felt so messy, so incongruent, so foreign. Um, And that was my first signal to be like, okay, you need more help. You need more support to understand what's going on here and how to get back to yourself um, and understand who you are. Because I had totally lost myself and not being a good enough mom because I was working, not being good enough at work because I had this newborn who wasn't sleeping. Right. So like all these expectations. Um, and yeah, it was hard. And I, that, that started the first journey of coming back to myself, which took, you know, two and a half years. And then we of course were like, we're good now. Let's have another baby. <laughs> and uh, then we got pregnant again. I was like, I got it this time. And I totally didn't have it. And, <laughs> Um, you know sent me in the next level of spiral around okay and that was like my spiritual awakening pregnancy because I felt very disconnected spiritually from that baby because I had been so connected to my first pregnancy um, and then that even lasted kind of right after he was born and I thought that would change when I held him in my arms and just really started questioning this spiritual connection in that kind of Disconnecting coming home. So the first one was more around the first coming home felt more around what am I capable of holding?
0: Mm. Who am
1: I becoming? And what am I able to do in this world? Mm. And then the second was really this like, what are my belief systems and what brings me joy? And what do I, be- you know, what do I believe in the universe <laughs> mm. very broadly? Mm. And that led to a whole nother journey with so many amazing guides and supports um to get me to where I am today
0: Mm. yeah thank you for sharing those stories and I think that they're so relatable I think for so many people and you know like I know I can relate and uh, like Jalen was not planned and so there was like that Mm -hmm. layer of like in Ayurveda like knowing what I know now I'm like oh there's like a whole like you know, sequence and like preparing yourself for who are you going to become, you know, after baby. Uh-huh. And then I take a lot of, cause one of my specialties in training is pre-postpartum. And so I do this mm. with a lot of the, you know, my pregnant clients. And, um, so many of them are like, yeah, you know, when we're going through it during pregnancy, especially if it's your first, you're like, sure. You know, sure. Andrea, I'll humor you. Let me do this. And then after they're like, oh my gosh, I am so glad we did that. Cause I, I don't think we realize like how much <clears throat> of a shift that that happens after baby, you're like, holy moly, my world is just flipped upside down. And for the good, you know, but it's just like the, our new normal is not what it used to be.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was an article I read like right after that that talked about how having a baby just like literally changes you at a cellular level. Mm. Like it just opens up these pieces of who we are that we had never been exposed to before. And that can feel really yeah, really jarring and very foreign mm, yes so what would you say is your biggest lesson then in motherhood <laughs> oh that's such a good question I think my the first biggest lesson I learned and I continue to learn this is that um, trying to be perfect will never work <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I think my first birth really like really just like very clearly showed me like, you're trying so hard to make everything seem just fine and perfect and follow all the things. And here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really did prepare me for like all of the other challenges that come with a newborn, right? Where you're just like, oh, okay, nursing isn't going well. Okay, well, let's just try something else, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's really the, um, the biggest lesson for me is just to kind of like ride the wave. And to really try to embrace a mindset of acceptance, mm-hmm. because the more we try to like push and resist what is actually happening, my baby's not sleeping, my baby's sick, I, my body doesn't look the same way. Like if we keep thinking of it in those ways and resisting what we don't have versus seeing what is in front of us and what we're in the presence of, um, we're going to have a much harder time. And so shifting that mindset to acceptance and to gratitude um, without perfection has been my biggest lesson for sure. Mm, I love that. And I
0: love the piece of like, you know, being mindful and being present. Uh, That was actually, I had sent out a survey uh, a few weeks ago now and to my audience. And the number one thing that I got back, which I was surprised at was people wanted to know more about mindfulness and, mm. you know, most are moms. And so I thought you would be a great person to chat about this with is, you know, how do you find, you know, your mindfulness practices and how do you bring that into your life? Cause you know, there are moments where you're like totally out of body, like, Oh my gosh, you know, nothing is yeah. going right, right today. And how do you bring in that mindfulness piece without like losing your mind? Cause I think so many of us like we yeah. just, if you're working all day and then you're coming home and then, you know, it's like, okay, I got like one hour of spending time with your kids, but then your kids have had their own day and their own experience. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it just goes all over the yeah. place. And you had this <laughs> vision of everyone sitting at the table, nicely eating the same meal and it going great. right
1: <laughs> Oh my gosh. So much truth in that. <laughs> um, well, I think when it comes to a mindfulness practice. Mind has taken such an evolution and it continues to do that. And so I think that's really normal. I think sometimes when I talk to moms about mindfulness, they're like, I cannot wake up any earlier. Mm-hmm. So I really have to wake up at 5 a.m. to like have my own time. And I'm like, no, you do not have to start there. I think everyone can start at a different place. If you're able to like take time to be in silence and to do like official meditation, uh, great. That is awesome. And maybe you'll find that whatever you're doing now will evolve to that. But I think. What I often like to start with with moms is really just um, bringing awareness and connection to your senses. For me, that is the easiest way to bring mindfulness into any moment, whether you're overwhelmed or you're feeling joy or you're sad, to really call in how you're experiencing that in every single sense. So maybe you are waking up early because your baby's up, you get up and you make a cup of coffee. Like really enjoying the first sip of that coffee. What does it taste like? Feel the warmness going down your throat. How does it make your body feel? Um, Feeling the warm cup in your hand. What does it smell like? So really just um, steeping yourself in each of those um, senses can really bring you into that present moment. And I know a lot of moms who are working moms and feel like they don't have enough time with their kids. This can also help you really slow down time. So when you do get home and you have time to be present with your children, really like pay attention to the texture in the hair. See if you can look at the color in their eyes. Like so often we actually don't really look at our kids' eyes or our partner's eyes or, you know, friend's eyes, but like really pull out those things or feel, feel how wonderful it is when you get to hold them and their heart against your heart. Um, That. Tapping into the senses is the easiest way, I think, to start a mindfulness practice.
0: Mm, I love that. That's also one of my favorites as well. And,
1: um, Mm. you know, like that
0: slowing down, I mean, it's just, it will automatically slow you down. And it's easy for kids. Like that's something that I do with my son, like when we're outside, like that's like his natural part of his routine. And I think that's also a great example of like, oh, you know, this can be something that our kids can learn how to practice at a young age. So they can be more mindful as well hmm Absolutely. Yeah. Now I know for you, like nature is also something that you enjoy. Um, you know, what are some of the things that you do with your family? Because I think sometimes it's nice to hear like, oh, what are other moms doing, you know, outside in nature? Maybe year round because you're also in Minnesota. And so we do have yeah. a full four <laughs> seasons here. And so sometimes people get stuck in like the winter months or, you know, those chilly days. Like what do you do with your family?
1: Yeah. Well, as it relates to nature or yeah. just mindfulness in general. Mindfulness, um, share
0: whatever you want to share.
1: I am open perfect. to Perfect. <laughs> Sweet. Well, we do a ton of nature walks. I know you do that with your family too. So just we're really fortunate to live by a lot of trails. Um, and even just getting outside, um, like in the winter, if we're even in the car and it's snowing, like I'll often point out like, oh my gosh, look at these snowflakes. They're so beautiful. And my kids are younger, obviously, so I can have a different lens of wonder (laughs) on the world. Um, But really just like looking at the beauty of nature and pointing it out to them. So, um, you know, it's easy to do when it is not winter (laughs) around here, right? Like you're like, Oh, look at these flowers. Did you see that deer? Um, Really like having them touch the trees, like just really doing a lot of that and calling things into awareness. For, um, for my kids and they love it. Um, and we often also collect whatever's fallen off the trees to make art projects with. And we'll do that in the winter too. So, you know, if there's something that fell in the driveway like, oh, a stick and an acorn, what can we make out of that? <laughs> um, and just using it as a source of creativity. That's definitely one of the things my son loves to do or doing like, you know, pick up anything and then color, put it under a piece of paper and color on top of it to capture the pattern. Um, you know, honestly, a lot of things that I remember from my childhood of things that I enjoyed doing. Um, I love that.
0: And that's free. It's simple. It's easy.
1: Oh, yeah. So easy. And one of the things my son has now loved doing, and he always holds me accountable, is that we do um, full moon circles just him and I together and now he started to include include his friends in on it (laughs) Um, and we he loves it we write letters to the moon about things that we are wanting to you know call in he calls them wishes he often you know color something and then we create moon water so we like pour a glass of water we speak our wishes into the water and we let that be underneath the moon And then we drink it the next morning but he anytime i'm like what's the full moon he's like full moon night (laughs) so excited and we usually go out and try to see it if it's not cloudy enough but um yeah so that that part of nature and understanding the moon cycle too has been a really fun thing to introduce my kids to and even my husband he's like kind of down with it now so he did actually i was out of town the last full moon And so Wesley like made him do a full moon circle with him and, and he totally did it and they both wrote their wishes and they did their whole thing. So that was really cool. Oh, that's
0: adorable. I love it. Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah.
0: As we're talking about, you know, these ideas, I think that sometimes um, what can happen, I know for me, well, early postpartum in particular, you know, we can kind of get stuck in the like, Oh, I don't even know what I want to do anymore. Like I don't know what sounds Mm. fun anymore. Do you have any tips, yeah. if someone's kind of in that stage where they're like, oh, it's just so overwhelming. I, I hear all these ideas and I just don't know where to start anymore. What would you say to someone who might be in that place?
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. I hear that all the time. Um, and I think that's the, I think we get scared, right? Because mm-hmm. someone maybe asked us like, so what do you like to do for fun? And you're like, um, <laughs> I don't know. I read stories to my kids. Like (laughs) it usually involves someone else, you know, when someone's answering that question. And I actually just got asked that question in San Diego by this super hippie driver. Uh He's like, so what do you do back in Minnesota? And I told him about my job and he goes, that sounds very worky. What else do you do? (laughs) I'm like, okay. Um, I love it. So yeah. So what what I often recommend a couple of things. One, sometimes you just need space and rest first before any of that can come through. Um, one of the things I did pretty quickly, well, I guess Wes was like two. I went on a hermitage, like a completely silent day in the woods mm-hmm. and I slept for like most of it and just being able to have uninterrupted rest opened up like so much more creativity, so much more for me to see of the things that actually helped resource me So I don't want people to underestimate rest as your fun activity. Mm. (laughs) Like if you're feeling blocked, if you're feeling like, I don't know what I would do if I had two hours, maybe just take a bath, rest, do something that is just like purely restorative rest. Mm. Um, Then I think beyond that, I am often inspired by looking back and writing stories or reconnecting with my inner child, my youthful self. Like, what did I love to do in high school? Oh, I love to throw pottery. I love to listen to music. I read these kinds of books. And just even, like, using nostalgia as a kicker or, like, as a trigger to to write some stuff down, Of like, oh, I should... Let's try that. Let's see what happens if I do that. And just play with it as an experiment. Um, I think in adulthood, we're like, if we say we have free time to do something, we take it so seriously. <laughs> we're like, well, I have to use this time as best as I can. I have to be you know, like the most efficient as possible with my time. And it has to be kind of productive or else, you know, we like do this yeah. whole negotiation in our mind, instead of just playing like we used to play like, oh, yeah, like, let me just so Like, for example, um, a couple of the moms in the neighborhood and I, we all went and took this free belly dancing class together. Are we going to go back? No. (laughs) Um, Were we, like, seriously learning how to belly dance? I mean, maybe some of us, but it was just fun. And we all got to play together. And it was just, you know, an hour and a half out of one night. Um, So, yeah, I think of, you know, connect to your inner child. Write down some stuff that, you know, that used to bring you joy. And some of that is not going to bring you joy anymore and you're going to find out when you experiment with it, but it might lead to something else. You know, a book you read might lead to something else or a place you visit um, might lead to you trying something else, but just really bringing that playful lens to, um, to, to experiment. Mm,
0: I love that. And you said pottery. I wrote that down because I was like, Oh that's been on my list to do. Cause I did pottery. That was like my one oh, yeah. art credit in high school. And cause I'm not nice. like now this would been back then. Like I was always like the athlete. So like, Artist, I'm not super artistic um, in terms of like <laughs> making things really pretty or like dictionary, yeah. not my game. <laughs> but I liked to do pottery, and I wasn't like horrible at it. It wasn't amazing, but I'm like, oh, I really should try that again and see, you know, ah. get in the clay and get in there and just try it. And I also need to yeah. play basketball because I've also been called to. My like, gosh, I haven't that, that I did hours and hours, thousands, I mean thousands of hours playing basketball, yeah. and I have not touched basketball pretty much since Jalen was born. Cause I remember the first couple times I took a jump shot. I was like, Ooh, things oh. get really weird. And so <laughs> I haven't been back in the gym to play. And I'm like, Oh, I really should get in there. Cause my husband, obviously that's what he does. Like I can easily get into the gym and just shoot. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh yes. I love those ideas. And you know, again, it's sometimes we just forget, like, yeah, I mm-hmm. love doing that. And you might have spent thousands of hours like myself. Like I had a friend who was like, I just started taking tennis lessons again because I haven't played since high school. And I love it. You know, like I'm so glad yeah. that I joined a league cause I want to play and I want this to be like part of my routine. And sometimes it is joining that league. So you make sure you show up and you're like, here I am.
1: Accountability.
0: Yeah. Yes. So I love those For ideas sure. and finding a friend like you did with your neighborhood and going to a fun <laughs> class, like inviting a friend. If you're a little like nervous to try something like, Hey, do you want to try this? And usually you're like, heck yeah. Like why not?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh. definitely. And I think too, like if something feels really overwhelming, so for example, like pottery, like, okay, I gotta find a place that I can go to do pottery. And then I have to like buy pottery stuff. But you know, like, you kind of go down a rabbit hole. But if, like, if you start to feel overwhelmed with an idea, to even just like source the essence of what that was. So for pottery, it was like creating things with my hands getting my hands on dirt, you know, doing something like that, how do you bring in just a little piece of that? Um, If it was art, how do you just start doodling in your planner or creating more art with your kids? If it was being physically active, like how do you just bring in the smallest piece of that? And those small little seeds will then like, you know, soak the little fire inside you to be like, okay, like let's expand and do something bigger and bigger and bigger until it becomes, you know, a, a part of your day.
0: Yes. I love that. So if people are listening, they're like, oh, I definitely want to connect with Corey. Where can people find you at?
1: Yeah. So I am both on Instagram and Facebook at whole mama project. Um, and those are the best places to find me. I also have a website, whole project.com. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much exactly where you can find me.
0: <laughs> Perfect. I'll put all those in the show notes. And then I do have one final question for you because I always like to throw out a weekly challenge to all the listeners. Ooh. And then when I have a guest on, I have you throw out the weekly challenge. So what would you like that challenge for everyone to be this next week?
1: Oh hmm. Okay. My challenge to you over the next week is to at least one time in your day do the exercise of connecting with your senses. This is really simple, but sometimes we forget it. So I really (laughs) encourage you, maybe write down as you're listening to this, write down a time in your day that is like calling you to pay more attention to maybe it's mornings maybe it's afternoons maybe it's right before you get out of your car and see your kids maybe it's right before you go to bed but write down a time of day that you're like yeah I want to practice that and then do it and just see like what does it feel like to be totally immersed into your senses in that time I think that would be really fun
0: I love that yes and that's I use my um At two o'clock I have always have a self-check-in. And so your if you have a phone timer, that also works really well, I find, because that's a great reminder of just plugging in your phone and just it will go off and remind you and you can be like, okay, now is my five senses check-in. So I love
1: that. Perfect. I love that too.
0: Nice. Well, thank you so much, Corey. It's been such a pleasure getting to talk with you and definitely check out if you are local in the, you know, kind of Minneapolis Twin Cities area. Check out her coffee dates. They are monthly, right? You have them once a month.
1: Mm -hmm. The first Friday of every month.
0: Yep. correct. And so you'll find those on her website. If you're interested, I'd highly recommend going and you can bring kiddos. That's
1: right. Kiddos Uh are always welcome. Yes.
0: (laughs) So thank you so much, Corey, and everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power.